Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Daily Zen Podcast. My name is Charlie Ambler, creator of the Daily Zen, and you can find the Daily Zen at thedailyzen.org or twitter.com slash dailyzen. I'd like to say thank you for um, providing me some potential topics for today's episode on Twitter. Um, there are a lot of good ones, and I'm going to sort of now have a backlog of different topics I can use. I decided to choose today's topic as grief because it just seems pertinent and uh, I think it's an important thing to talk about from a perspective of both non-attachment and compassion and understanding how to navigate the world in a way that's both mindful and compassionate but also learning not to identify ourselves with our grief or identify ourselves with other people's grief. Um, because as soon as we start to identify with concepts, we get into trouble and it becomes a certain pattern. So I guess we can start with the obvious thing that's on everyone's minds, which were the terrorist attacks in Paris. And, um, I had written an article about a week ago called, you know, flippantly, how not to be a terrorist. And the article's contents were basically, you know, how we live in constant fear of ourselves and we bury ourselves in certain concepts and sort of fight a war against the world instead of making peace with the world. And I do strongly believe that um, on a smaller individual level, we do commit little acts of violence against both ourselves and others, you know, throughout the days. And in learning to, in the moment, not commit these acts, we play a part in preventing a larger, um, more severe events from you know becoming conceptualized it's not like you can prevent war and violence by being a nice person solely but you know all we can do in this world is is um what we can do basically and as individuals you just kind of we have to behave in a way that that has a lasting but subtle positive impact on the world and it doesn't mean forcing ourselves upon the world and trying to change history and trying to change the world it just means acknowledging that there's sort of a, a benign way to exist. Um, and sometimes that means existing without a conception of good or evil. It just means sort of navigating the world as you see fit without, without um, extremes. And so to clarify, the theme of that article, if you had read it, um, was just avoiding extremism in all its forms. Um, it's not just religious people that are subject to ideologies of extremism. We all um, sometimes take an all-or-nothing point of view towards our lives, and that causes harm whether we realize it or not. And sometimes the, the harm we cause and, you know, the, the ways that we grieve are are not so extreme and not so severe, but that doesn't mean that they, have, they don't have a, an impact. And so I guess the theme of today's grief podcast will be... Um, understanding the subtle impact that our that our choices about our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings have on the way we navigate the world. And I guess we can start by saying that sometimes our thoughts and our feelings and our ideas don't feel like choices. Um, if we go about life without without a certain sense of mindfulness, it can be very easy to fall susceptible to the immediate whims of our emotions and our ideas. And I think um, 
mindless activity, you know, is often found most extreme in the in the political and religious spheres because um, it's the most those are the most obvious examples of people sort of foregoing their own um, self awareness for the sake of some sort of greater good or greater idea or you know sacrificing their conception of their self for something and that goes back to what I was talking about with not identifying yourself with ideas I think when we start to identify ourselves with ideas. Um, we also start to identify ourselves with the thoughts and the emotions that are associated with those ideas. And in doing so, we might feel that we lose a certain part of our ego, but we also lose our sense of actual self. And I think this convinces people to do things that, that void the innate morality that everyone has. And so if, you know, you're told that you can die for a greater cause, or if you're told that if you give yourself up to another person, you'll be happy and you'll be in love and all of this stuff. Um, or you give yourself up to a political idea and that's a sort of sacrificial, um, benevolent thing. This is dangerous because it sort of voids you of your own responsibility for your feelings and for your thoughts. I think there's a way to entertain ideas and to entertain thoughts of all levels of extremity, whether it's, you know, talking about terrorism, which is an important thing to talk about, talking about how we all participate in it, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, and talking about how the simple culture of fear and a culture of um, achievement cultivates those ideas, and realizing these relationships without necessarily having to take a stand. We can talk about ideas and we can think about them, and we can conceptualize things, and we don't have to overanalyze them, we can simply just think these things, but we don't have to identify ourselves with them. I think a certain amount of grief makes the process of grieving so intense because we're taught to identify ourselves with our grief, to think that, you know, all the cliches are, you know, oh my god, this terrible thing happened, my life is over, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm dying, the world has no meaning. There's all these extreme statements of, of sort of nihilistic intent that come with the more cliche idea of grieving. And so whether we're grieving for the loss of a loved one or we're grieving for the loss of someone else's loved one across the globe who we might not know, um, the important thing is to try and really acknowledge what we're feeling. I find when I'm feeling a certain um, extreme type of grief that I sometimes realize when I'm actually indulging in grief and when I'm using it as a crutch to distract myself from other things in my life. And I think this comes at a certain point where we enjoy the catharsis of releasing strong emotions. And so if we go through some sort of traumatic experience and we have no choice but to grieve, we are, you know, kind of giving ourselves permission to release all these pent-up emotions that we have about things that might not even be related to the actual situation that caused the grief. Um, and in doing so, grieving becomes a certain, a certain weird, twisted pleasure. Um, I think when we acknowledge these sort of things and these sort of truths, it helps us deal with it better. Um, I lost a very close friend about a year ago, and as the the sort of year anniversary of this event, which was completely unexpected, um, happens, I find myself trying to differentiate between when I feel a, a sort of genuine sense of 
visceral grief and sadness over the loss of this person. And when I find myself thinking about it and overthinking about it and thinking about my part in it and feeling bad and feeling bad for thinking about it and sort of getting into that circularity. And I think that sort of experience of grief helps us understand the relationship between our thoughts and our feelings and our experience. And when we experience something directly, right before the conceptualization of it, right before we put it into thoughts, right, right before we put it into language, there's a certain truth of the experience. Um, that's what Zen, you know, has taught me is that the, the thing that's the real essence of our experience is the thing that comes before the ability to express it and the ability to say we understand. It's just the, the pure feeling, the pure um, intuitive experience of a thing. And so I think it's important for us to recognize when we are having that pure experience and not trying to conceptualize it or verbalize it or communicate it to other people and to let it be our own to keep it to ourselves because it's something that we that we sort of ruin as soon as we try to express it and I think it's sort of I realized in retrospect that all the things that bothered me about my friend's death like you know, the pomp and circumstance of a funeral that he would have never wanted to have had for himself because he wasn't a religious person. Um, the, the ties that were left, I mean, the loose ends that were left untied just because of the fact that no one expected that this was going to happen. Um, the expectations that other people had from this person about what their friendship would be like with them, what their relationship would be like with them as they got older, and the sort of disappointment at that disappearing. It's sort of all these different elements, some of which are selfish elements, come into the equation. And I think it's very important to recognize, for us to kind of meditate on the idea of grief and what constitutes a genuine, respectful acknowledgement of the loss, any sort of loss, um, whether it's a pet or a, you know, a situation in the world or a person, it doesn't, or anything, it doesn't matter. Respecting respecting grief in a way that lets us experience it without having to communicate it uh, without having to tarnish it with um, with selfish indulgence I guess and that doesn't mean that we should be beating ourselves up if we find ourselves indulging in grief or feeling patterns of grief um, and trying to share these emotions with other people in a crass way um, I, I find that the, the use of Facebook for grieving is such a bizarre and kind of twisted thing that really bothers me and yet I participate in it to my to a certain extent and so I think it's important also for us to understand that a lot of the modern ways for expressing um, ourselves are built on sort of a false assumption that these things need to be expressed um, sometimes you can express the thing you're feeling to yourself and remain um, with a sense of authenticity instead of having to try and translate it into terms that other people can understand. And that's one of the things meditation has taught me is sort of learning to accept my thoughts without needing to search for affirmation or for some sort of acknowledgement from others that my thoughts are, are valid or real or that they are human. And, you know, if you have a, uh, if you have a feeling, if you're experiencing grief, if you're experiencing sadness, it's your own. It's 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 no less natural than 
you having eyes and ears and a nose and hands and all this stuff. It's just um, any experience that you have is a valid experience, but I feel that these experiences become more and more invalid as we try to convey them to other people simply because there's no way to, um, to fully communicate symbolically any experience or any idea. I think thinking about grief in this way can help us understand ourselves better and understand our reactions to things and start to differentiate which reactions are just rooted in our intuitive sense of self that that's strong and um, it doesn't need the affirmation of others and which parts of our reactions are rooted in a um, enculturated uh, social and or selfish attempt to um, to have some sort of affirmation from others that we are in the world and that we're experiencing pain. If we can learn to accept our pain ourselves um, and accept other people's pain and allow them to accept our pain without having to make it this roundabout patterned thing, it'll make it a lot easier, I think, for us to get through the grieving process. And so if there's anything I've learned from this from this process and from going through it over the past year and going through it in the past, it's that um, it never, you know, when, when a trauma is inflicted or a pain is inflicted, uh, creates a, a certain wound and the wound can be large or small depending on the intensity of the trauma, but the wound will heal over, but it won't ever go away. And so what's important for us to do is to, to recognize that the scar tissue is always there and to, to make peace with it and to nurture it and allow it to teach us something and recognize that that's where a certain part of us is, can become stronger and be, can become more resilient and can gain a better understanding of ourselves. And to loop this back into the, the bigger picture of things and the bigger ideas of Zen, I guess, is uh, understanding that all loss of attachment creates a certain amount of grief. And if we, if we start to cultivate an attitude of non-attachment in our daily lives, we'll experience a certain sense of loss, uh, especially if we become very accustomed to a heavily attached, heavily, uh, heavily clinging lifestyle, which a lot of us have simply because it's what we've, it's what we're sold as we grow up. Um, and once again, there's no use in beating ourselves up over participating in that. But if we want to move to a place of, of peacefulness and a place that's more accommodating for both ourselves and others of any of any background it's important to recognize the pain that comes from from shedding our attachments and not burying that pain or repressing it but just learning to accept it i guess like i say in every episode i think the best way to do this is through meditation and through simply learning to acknowledge your thoughts and your feelings and let them pass through and, and not judge them or cling on to them or give them too much credence and in doing that, we learn to encounter thoughts and feelings in our daily lives when we're not meditating in the same way. And so when grief comes, we come, we, we let it come and we let it stay for a little while and then we let it go on its way. Um, a lot of people take their pain as their own prisoner and sort of hold it, hold it there. And even when it's trying to get out, they keep it in. Um, a lot of times by repressing it and then it sort of just emerges later on in much uglier forms. So I would, I would say that the way that I've learned to grieve is through accepting 
situation and it takes time sometimes especially when it's a a sudden traumatic loss it takes time to let the wound become a scar but once it becomes a scar it's with us forever and it's a part of our identity and it makes us unique and we don't have to feel as if we identify with it or as if we have to live our lives every day in the shadow of this pain but we can kind of just include it in the wholeness of what we are and there's there's nothing there's nothing really sad or tragic about that it's kind of a wonderful thing so yeah i hope that that little meditation on grief is helpful to you if you happen to be grieving or um, mourning the loss of anything any attachment any any idea you might have held dear for a while that you're now questioning any person that you thought you knew a certain you thought you thought you had figured out but it turns out you don't have figured out or if you're finding that you don't have yourself figured out all of these things produce a certain amount of grief and so we should just be mindful of when those emotions arise and not pretend that they're not there all right um well that's it for today thanks for listening and i hope that you have a good rest of your week bye bye